0: <laughs> Irish exit everything. everything. Irish exit everything. Welcome to Irish exit everything. This is the Don't Exit Your Home edition. As I'm sure you know, unless you live under a rock, which actually might be a safe place to quarantine, um, the novel coronavirus, aka COVID 19, is forcing us to make some changes and in a significant way. Uh, People are staying inside, isolating themselves to the best of our abilities. Unless you're an entitled spring breaker who just wants to get wasted, bro. Uh, People are working from home if they're able to. You know, not everyone isn't so fortunate. I'm lucky enough to have a job where I can work from home. (laughs) But I'm gonna be honest, it's been pretty weird. Uh, For years, the couch has been a symbol of procrastination. And now i'm supposed to fill out spreadsheets return emails and attend zoom meetings on it yeah i don't think so uh if you don't know zoom is kind of like skype it's a video chat program people have been flocking to it since the quarantine started although zoom bombing is a thing now Uh, apparently people are randomly joining zoom meetings yelling obscene things and then leaving (laughs) so it's good to see even pandemics can't stop trolls from trolling uh I don't know much about stocks and investing, but now seems like the time to invest in the Home Depot because everyone's staying inside. So they've got nothing but time to do home projects and make TikToks. So pick your poison, I guess. Uh, What else? Uh, Cities and states are making stay-at-home orders and implementing curfews. Uh, One thing I know about curfews is that they're made to be broken. Just kidding. Don't go outside. Uh, the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo got postponed. First time in Olympic history, the event got postponed. I mean, it's been canceled before because of World War One, World War Two, but I mean, that's an obvious thing. That's war. Um, so that should tell you how significant this pandemic is to postpone an event that's only ever been canceled because of war. Uh, and big news: the Senate passed and Trump signed a two-trillion-dollar stimulus package, uh, which does quite a few different things to help the economy um, since. Essentially everything's been put on pause, but for us peasants, it means you've probably got 1,200 bucks coming your way. And that's rare for the government to give you free money. So say what you want about the virus, but it's making us change our ways. And obviously it's a tragic thing, but I think it'll make our society progress after it's over. Let me get philosophical on y'all for a second. You've got nothing else going on, so buckle up. In the 1960s, uh, two sociologists, Peter Berger and Thomas Luckman wrote the social construction of reality, which basically explains how we know what we know or what we think we know. And this was low key life changing for me in grad school, Um, help open my eyes a bit. So we understand the reality of our everyday lives as what is happening to us here and now. And we usually take that for granted. We don't really think about why we do what we do, our habits. We just consider what we do every single day. as common sense. You know get up in the morning go to work come home and hate our lives that's just what we do that's what everyone does it's common sense right and in order for that to change we have to experience something dramatic and extreme that interrupts our habits and challenges our common sense it's funny because in grad school when I was writing a paper on this I used The Walking Dead as an example because I thought was so outlandish of an example and I secretly just wanted to watch the show for homework but anyway Zombie apocalypse. Ridiculous concept, right? Well, in the show, there's a virus that infects everybody, and when you die, that's what turns you into a zombie. Uh, That effect is expedited when there's contact between a living person and a zombie, whether it's a bite or a scratch. So the characters in The Walking Dead try their best to isolate themselves, to distance themselves from the zombies. You know, but sometimes there's just an overwhelming amount of zombies, and contact is inevitable. Ironic, right? To tie this back into the social construction of reality, the characters in The Walking Dead hardly ever talk about the virus that started the zombie apocalypse, because that's just not their reality. What's happening for them, here and now, are hordes of zombies knocking on their door. So their reality is fighting for survival. And over time, they develop habits that become common sense in that reality. You know, you see a zombie, you kill it by hitting in the head, stuff like that. So when you consider something like the coronavirus, When it first started in China, maybe you saw a headline on social media or the news, you might have said something like, wow, that's wild, and then you went back to your day because it wasn't affecting your everyday life. You say something like, oh, that's awful. People are dying in China, but I'm in the U.S., and it's time for me to go to work. But now you can't go to work, or maybe you even lost your job. You're told to stay inside. So now it's affecting you. It's affecting the here and now. Now you have to adapt to a new normal. What will be the new normal? Well, this is my bold prediction. If you remember a couple of months back, uh, one of the former Democratic candidates running for president in the 2020 election, Andrew Yang, Yang Gang, he was running on a platform pushing for the Freedom Dividend, which essentially would give every American a thousand bucks a month. His argument was that automation and technology was going to cause the loss of thousands of jobs. <laughs> a lot of people thought that was crazy, clearly, because he's no longer in the race. And the argument in America for a long, long time has always been, if you want money, if you want to be successful, you need to work for it. No handouts. You need to do everything yourself. That was American common sense, right? But now this pandemic is challenging that common sense and showing us, Oh wait, unforeseen unfortunate circumstances might prevent us from making money and being successful or even keeping a roof over our head. Huh? Who knew? Well, Lots of poor people knew that. But anyway, the stimulus package is gonna give every American a one time check for twelve hundred bucks. Which will be a huge relief for a lot of people. <laughs> Definitely not enough for a lot of others. So when this is all over, I think the argument for a universal base income, sort of like Andrew Yang's freedom dividend, will be stronger than ever. UBI could be part of our new normal. But enough about my theories. I wanted to get some different perspectives from a couple of my friends about this new normal we live in. So first, here's my conversation with my good friend, Robbie. Robbie, where were you when the pandemic came for us? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, how did you first react when you heard the, the first rumblings of like, there's this virus in China and like and it might come to the US, so like you should practice social distancing and even isolate? How did you first react to that?
1: Well, my first reaction was I'm kind of built for that.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just the, the social isolation piece is kind of something that um, over the last few years I've realized that it's something that I do. Um, not for long periods of time, but, <clears throat> you know, a couple days, maybe a weekend. Um, but it was about a month ago, I think, maybe three and a half weeks ago, and the first thing I remember hearing was people were saying people in my age range are, are going to be virtually unaffected. Like even mm. if you have it,
0: right. Right.
1: Nothing to worry about, which is fine. Um, but honestly, the first thing I thought about was my mom, mm-hmm. who's not in my age range, um, and who is immunocompromised and who, you know, if, if I go home and I have it, I might be healthy, but she's not in a position to be healthy. So,
0: yeah, that's scary. um,
1: yeah, and then every day since then, it's just felt worse and worse. If I'm honest.
0: Great. Yeah. So. So, how are things going in your area right now? Like, what are the, like the restrictions, and what have you been up to?
1: Yeah. So, um, I work on a college campus, and so if people haven't heard this, there's I mean, all almost all universities and colleges are closing, right. and only essential personnel are allowed to stick around and I'm considered essential, which I'm grateful for, but also poses a huge, um, disadvantage because I'm just chilling, you know, in this university, um, building that I'm given as a part of my compensation. Um, and I'm helping people get out and I'm dealing with keys that people have touched. And so it's like very, uh, I don't know like if you are a germaphobe it's it's not a good business for you <laughs> um, Indiana has been in a state in a stay-at-home order or directive from the governor and there's lots of exceptions to that similar to what um, you've been saying but they haven't been calling it uh, what a lot of other states have been calling it the, the oh, lockdown lockdown people have been calling it lockdown and that's not what our governor has called it, just stay-at-home directive. Hmm. And uh, it's been interesting. I mean, people are still out, right? People are still walking their dogs, yeah. and and that's fine. But there's also people that are, like, going to parties and doing house parties. And it's like, that's not, that's not it. Um, I've just been chilling, working remotely. So I've been in my apartment most of the time.
0: Good for you. Which is...
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a time. It's a time for sure.
0: I bet. But you've been practicing for years, as you said.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah. So there are lots of crazy things happening. Obviously, as you mentioned, some people don't really care, but there are definitely some differences between now and how we were living last year. So do you think, um, when this all ends, do you think this will change society permanently?
1: I think it will. Um, I don't know. I've, I don't know how I feel about the term "permanent," but definitely for a long time. Uh, you know, I mean, you see the numbers: three point three million people filing for unemployment, businesses being impacted, um, the economy has been impacted, the health industry has been impacted and I don't foresee us once this is all over with, I don't foresee us just being like, okay, back to normal. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's impacted so much of our lives that, um, it's just changed the way we're going to interact with people. Yeah. Like I'm never going to take for granted a hug anymore. <laughs> I'm never going to take for granted a handshake once it's safe to do so. Um, you know, it's those day to day interactions that you don't think of mm-hmm. that all of a sudden means so much more. Right. Um, so I would say that, and then I think we as individuals are impacted in in that you know, for folks that don't do well with socially isolating, their relationships feel like are either going to tank or once this is all over with, they're they're going to find a newfound respect for their friendships and their relationships. So sure. yeah, I think we're going to be impacted long term.
0: You mentioned things we take for granted, and I don't know why I I'm still thinking about this, but you mentioned keys, and. <laughs> Uh, You don't really think about how much keys go through, (laughs) how how many people handle it, how many people lick it probably, Uh, but there's lots of germs (laughs) on keys, I didn't really think about that, and we're constantly touching them. Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah, it made me um, clean my own keys, like soaking them in water Mm. uh, and drying them off, just soaking them in soapy water just so that, you know, I can at least have a peace of mind with it, but in my building, every student has a room key and a bathroom key.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. there's over 500 people so lots of keys it's a lot yeah
0: yeah um so back to the topic of what you've been doing um you held a poetry night online is that true
1: yeah last night held a poetry night um it was just sort of on a whim a couple days ago i posted something i was reading through a, a book of poetry and i was like you know i wonder if other people are you know, doing this too, like reading poetry and, um, if you know me, I've, I've loved poetry for as long as I can remember. And so I was like, well, zoom seems to be working for people. So, uh, (laughs) you know, all I took was a couple of people commenting and saying, yeah, I want to do this. Let me know when, and then I organized it and we had, uh, at one point, I think we had about 20 people, which is pretty amazing. I was expecting like five.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) Um, and we just read poems, and some people read poems out loud for the first time. Some people read poems that are their favorites. Um, people were able to connect from that. It just was a really, I would say, uh, just a really rejuvenating time, like a healing time where we could spend yeah. an hour, experience some peace, feel what we're feeling, and then um, move along. And I'm thinking about doing another one in a couple of weeks because it was very successful.
0: Definitely yeah I mean I'm not you know me I'm not a huge fan of poetry but like you said I could see it being rejuvenating for a lot of people so I think that's awesome I think you should keep up the good work you should definitely do it again soon um, yeah and as many times as necessary for however however long this lasts so
1: yeah I think people are looking for that sort of community yeah it doesn't have to be poetry it could be anything really Um, but people are looking for that and poetry just happens to be something that I love so Mm -hmm. why not share that as much as I can
0: For sure. All right, well, I appreciate your time. Uh, I'll let you get back to isolating yourself. (laughs) And I love you.
1: I love you too, and be well.
0: Thanks. Robbie talked about a few different things, but I like how he mentioned things we take for granted. Um, He was referring to human connection and interaction and how that's probably going to change. It'll be interesting to see if this pandemic discourages hug people. You know who I'm talking about, uh, These are the people who, uh, even if you're meeting complete strangers, would be like, put that handshake away, I'm a hugger. And they just embrace you with everything they have. So we'll see if those people are an endangered species after this. Um, Next, I want to get a perspective from the health and medical field. So uh, here's my friend Cassie, a nurse from the great white north. Take me back to end of February, beginning of March. Um, the coronavirus is ravaging China and in North America, people are starting to talk about social distancing, isolation, uh, toilet paper is running out. Um, as a nursing student, what's your reaction to all that?
2: Um, at first I think my reaction is similar to the rest of the world's or the rest of North America's. No one really took it seriously. And that was the same for us. I think when it's international and it's not crossing borders, it's very easy to look over and not take seriously. It's also very dangerous to do that, obviously. Look how we are now. But yeah.
0: So you were taking it seriously? Was not. You were not? You weren't believing the hype? No. Okay. And so now fast forward to today. Uh, What's happening in, in your neck of the woods?
2: patients uh, before I've actually even officially graduated so mm. I think I've learned that <clears throat> I should take this seriously because uh, people are actually dying Like, and you could see healthcare scrambling and I think being thrown into that is very scary and it makes you realize how serious this actually is like it's one thing to not worry about it when it's not on our continent, but when it's here in your cities and you're still not doing certain things, like why, why are you doing that?
0: Yeah, so now you know the hype is real. Uh, you mentioned that you're no longer a nursing student and you're already working in a hospital. What, what's that been like, they expedited your graduation?
2: <clears throat> yeah, so pretty much I have my degree. Um, there's certain legal things that I can't do obviously because I'm not they're, they're not letting that test. Uh, It's been crazy. I personally like um, being thrown into things. Like, I think I'm good under pressure. I know a lot of people, it's wearing on their, like, mental health because a lot of people don't like that. Um, For me, it's been cool. It's definitely nice to be on the front lines and, like, get to put my degree, I guess, to use right away. Um, It's also kind of nerve-wracking, though, entering healthcare at such like crazy time because nobody has nobody really has answers so as like a new grad it's you have to navigate for yourself for the first time and you don't really have anyone to like ask questions to so mix emotions for sure right
0: well I'm glad you're having fun during this pandemic (laughs) Uh, we we talked about a little bit before um, but you mentioned that nurses are just quitting on on the spot
2: yeah they are um people are like walking off their shifts because they realize how bad it's gonna get how disorganized everything already is and i mean if you look around outside people are still out and i mean Mm -hmm. obviously you can't keep people locked in their homes but people aren't really taking this serious so we know it's gonna get much worse and I think people just want to get ahead of that and get out um it'll be stressful I know people um like American hospitals are really struggling they're like having mental breakdowns (laughs) so I, I, I could see why
0: yeah I mean I think there's a lot of mental breakdowns all over the place but yeah it's it's particularly bad in New York from what I've read anyway so you, you still talk about um, people still being out and about not really still not taking it seriously um, and again we talked about this before but you mentioned that this could the coronavirus could be like a seasonal thing. hmm Do you foresee that happening for like a lengthy amount of time in the future too?
2: So yeah like this is not really my area of expertise, but I have some knowledge on it. Like, yeah, they they do think research is showing that it's gonna be like a seasonal virus, similar to the flu. And for the first couple seasons, it's gonna be rough before we actually have, we have no treatment. Treatment right now is just supportive. Um, They're working on vaccinations, but until they get vaccines and regulated treatment options, it's gonna be bad. Um, But yeah, they're predicting winter months, similar to flu, that it's gonna flare up again next year. Great. So very exciting.
0: Yeah. Um, so should we suck up on toilet paper indefinitely?
2: People need to stop hoarding cause it's just going to make people more scared. And when people are scared, they're not thinking. And that's when like mistakes happen. So mm. have enough so that you could use it. Um, but don't go crazy. How
0: much or how far can someone, how long can someone go without wiping? in your medical professional opinion.
2: Okay, so I don't recommend not wiping. Because prolonged exposure to moisture can lead to skin breakdown. So definitely wipe. But I mean, people have towels, right? Can't they Mm
0: -hmm.
2: get creative? Like socks? I don't know. If it really got that bad, invest in a bidet.
0: A bidet. Okay. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first, folks. Start investing in bidets. (laughs) That's where the money's gonna be at okay that makes sense um so again long term do you foresee this pandemic changing society permanently
2: that's a good question i feel like it's definitely gonna put more of an emphasis even more of an emphasis on like social media and online which it was going that direction anyway but this is just gonna put that push that to the forefront um i can see it for the next couple of years being like an issue That, i mean healthcare at least is going to try to work through hopefully by you know next season we do make headway on like a vaccine so it won't be as bad but like i don't know it's all going to depend on like how many more people get sick now because that's going to put a lot of strain on healthcare and then that's less resources they could send to like research so okay
0: Huh nothing changes after this, um, maybe we'll think about it next time it comes around.
2: Hopefully we we'll don't have to, but yeah.
0: Okay, well, uh, I appreciate your time. And I'll let you get back to your uh, mental breakdown. Thank you. Look, I'm not a doctor or a scientist, so I can't tell you how serious the coronavirus actually is. But unfortunately, thousands of people are dying, so that should clue you in. And hospitals are seriously struggling. It's also serious enough to make the entire world shut down. And that's going to have ramifications. We've already seen it affect education. So maybe taking online classes more seriously will be the new normal after this. We're seeing the medical field take a hit. Maybe free healthcare for all will be the new normal. We're seeing it affect employment and the economy. As I said, maybe universal based income will be the new normal. Or maybe nothing changes, and the world goes back to its normal shitty self after this. Don't Irish exit your home until this is all over. And even then, maybe just stay inside indefinitely. Elon Musk is going to bring high-speed internet to the world, so really, we could just continue having Zoom meetings, online shopping, and making TikToks all day. At one gigabyte per second for all. Thanks for listening to this absurdity, and I hope joining me next time is your new normal. (laughs) Do 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 (laughs) Do 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 do